0: Welcome to the Startup to Something podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Matt. This is our weekly update where we share the ups and downs of building and growing our bootstrapped online businesses. And sometimes we ramble on about tech.
1: Well, hello, Mark. Hello, Matt. What's up, dude? How are you doing?
0: (laughs) Good, good. 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 I had a really good week.
1: Oh, fantastic. Tell me about it.
0: Yeah. So I as I, my plan was to time box my support right and it made all the difference so like giving myself an hour each morning to to respond to emails mm-hmm. and giving myself permission to, like to take a a break from work anyways like yeah. maybe two more times during the day mm-hmm. just to check the emails to see you know like if i can answer something in 5 minutes i'd, I'd go ahead and do it sure but otherwise, it'd be okay. No, I'm going to wait till tomorrow to uh, to answer that question. Right. So, that you know, to break that that cadence of people expecting a reply within five minutes every single time they email me. Because then it turns out, you know, into a thread of like 20, 30 emails.
1: Yeah, you're in email hell for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that, it, it totally worked. Like, That's fantastic. Yeah. And I, I don't feel like anybody got subpar support. Like it was, it it seemed seemed to be a good balance. Perfect. So consequently, it meant I got a lot of work done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, Like there's stuff, well, basically the last time I deployed something to my servers was four weeks ago. So like I had a bunch of small bugs that I had fixed, but uh, I hadn't fully tested yet. So I couldn't really deploy them. Mm-hmm. And because I was constantly being interrupted with support, like none of it was advancing. Yeah. So, yeah. So I I finally deployed a big bundle of bug fixes and I fixed a really big bug that I had that would actually freeze the server. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it would, it would only happen like maybe once a week or once every two weeks.
1: Right.
0: So I still hadn't figured out how to reproduce it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was, but that was I love doing that kind of stuff. (laughs) That was that was actually enjoyable. Like try to figure out how to reproduce it. Then I found the code, and uh, yeah, it was quite a bit of a an exercise. Like it was a good challenge to figure out how to rewrite this so that it's foolproof. Nice. It was it was very satisfying. Yeah. Very satisfying.
1: Very
0: cool. So yeah, so and also in that and all that there was um some new landing pages i created right yeah yeah and a redesign of my airtable to webflow sync landing page okay so it was um i, I i'm not sure yet if it's a better design mm-hmm. like basically i um, i jotted down what my analytics was before and then i'll check back in a week or two to mm-hmm. see if it has affected the conversion
1: and when you say redesign is it uh, copy is it
0: yeah, it's mostly copy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The there were a few little because you know of course some of my customers have told me my sites are ugly, <laughs> so there are a few things that I think I fixed there. Okay. Uh, like it's it's basically I think what the problem was is that on really high resolution monitors, the site looked kind of weird. Hmm. Like I was using vertical height for some some of the sections. But if you have a really large resolution screen, they meant that the whole page was pretty much blank except for the a tiny little center of content. Okay. So so I had to add a few media queries to like fix that. Okay. But it's mostly copy for the, the airtable landing page. Okay. They, cool. To really have a different section for each feature.
1: Mm.
0: So that the people can understand more everything that it does. Sure. And I added a new landing page, just for fun, about for uh, WordPress migration and syncing. Okay. So, if, first of all, to get the SEO <laughs> get going. The juice. <laughs> get yeah, the juice exactly. Flowing. Get the SEO juice going. Uh, but I do plan on starting to share that link here and okay. there to get people's feedback. Yeah to see if people will actually sign up for early access to it. Right. So, yeah, just between you and me, yeah. it doesn't exist yet.
1: <laughs> Wait, well, it's something you've been talking about for the last couple of weeks of
0: Yeah, exactly. And I have a proof of concept like so I I know that I can do it. Mm-hmm. So I I've I've made a few web WordPress sites and I've exported them using their native exporting tool. Okay. Which creates this big XML file. Okay. So I, I'm able, I have a proof of concept where I'm able to take that and, and map it to a bunch of CMS collections and it's cool. pretty sweet. So, yeah. So I know that if there's enough demand, I can get this up and running like in a few days. Okay. But that's the, that's the test. This, yeah. is there any interest for it? Sure.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, so. you've been talking about users having this problem for the last little while. So Yeah. I assume you have some... There's some discussion along these lines happening in different places on the internet. So start dropping this in and see what people think.
0: Exactly. That's it. And to and to start talking to people right. about more in detail. Because I think I'm going to have to also change my pricing model for it. Like right now, my pricing has always been about like how many w- Webflow websites you have. Hmm. So if you have one Webflow website, well, you can create as many workflows as you want. Mm-hmm. So you can have multiple Airtable syncs to go, go to different collections, or you could mm-hmm. be using the CSV upload. And and it's all in the same price. It's just one price for all of them. Right. But for the migration tool, I think it's more, I think you'll pay a monthly fee for, for having access to the migration tool and then have either, it's, either it's a big price for unlimited migrations mm-hmm. or it's uh there are lower tiers where you can do a few migrations a month. Right.
1: Yeah, because this feels like is it is this something they do somebody want to do once they get their site working and then they cancel or is it
0: I think it's going to be more of an agency tool. Okay. So like you're an agency and, and you regularly have this use case where you have a customer that comes in and they want to migrate away from WordPress. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the way I see it. I need to talk to more agencies about it but mm-hmm. I see it as you pay, whatever, like seventy nine a month or ninety nine a month, right? And you can do as many migrations as you want.
1: I see. That's cool. And it's if it's agency related, that's B two B baby.
0: Yeah, exactly. Get that's, yourself
1: the B two B dollars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, very productive week. Excellent. Uh, and also, I got some of the code that I need for that side project mm-hmm. that uh, I'm ready to launch. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so now I can I can advance more on that. I'm I have affiliate IDs that I'm tracking. Okay. And uh, yeah, some work code that I needed. So I think I'm definitely ready to start talking again with my collaborator to okay. see what's missing to launch this thing.
1: Cool. Um, so what do you think? Next week, week week after.
0: I think it's going to be dependent on his time. Oh
1: yeah, fair. Yeah, I guess yeah. that makes sense.
0: Cause yeah, cause I would, I'd be ready to launch it tomorrow. Let's okay. go. Okay,
1: <laughs> excellent.
0: But uh, we know we need to design a site for it, right? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of agency B two B pricing, like so, like, like I said last week, you know, I was in a state of mind where I was saying yes to all opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I had this one one person in a forum, like that. I that I mm-hmm. replied to their question and i told him you know you can fi- you can fix your problem this way or you can try power importer right so and his his first response was oh yeah power importer looks amazing like do you offer a discount
1: okay. alert <laughs> emoji <laughs> something is
0: yeah. wrong well that's it I, I was saying yes to everything those days so i hmm. was like yeah sure sure i can do that i uh, i can offer you 10% off hmm. and then he was all happy cool yeah i'll, uh, I'll sign up so then I had to figure out how do you offer ten percent off because yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any any coupon codes or anything like that in my yeah. Stripe integration. Hmm. So so yeah, so I had to read the documentation and I figured out that I could just apply manually just apply a coupon to a subscription mm-hmm. after he signs up. Okay. So so then I did that. That's sorry, like yeah, so he signs up. Um it says a lot of back and forth of emails to like support him. Finally, he sus- he subscribes, then I applied the coupon, then there's a bunch more <laughs> back and forth emails of support. And then just yesterday he says, "Oh, you know what? In the end, like I'm just going to go back to Integramat." <laughs> and it was like, "Oh my god." Like so I look at my Gmail thread and like there was like 23 back and forths by email. And I'm thinking, how many hours of support was that? Mm. And in the end, like, he just cancels and it's going to go back to Integramat. And he says, Oh, like, I, you know, I still like, I still like what you've done and I'll probably be back for other products. But, but to me, it's like that was, that was the red flag from the beginning, like asking for a discount before even trying the tool. Yeah. It's like this, you know, when I say, you need to choose your customers wisely. Mm. That's like, that's an example. I should have never said
1: yes. I guess I see it though. I mean, what's the harm at the, at the beginning? Oh, you know, what's the harm? He's on the fence.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But I guess, yeah, the way you say it, it's like, he wasn't even really on the fence yet. He was talking to the decision maker. So he's like, oh, let me try. Didn't, he,
0: <laughs> didn't even try. Yeah. He didn't even sign up yet. and He's asking for a coupon. Yeah. Like, it's like, that's, that's not the kind of customer I want. Cause already I find my pricing is too low. Like, Hmm. So it's like, yeah, someone wants t- already ten percent off and hasn't even tried it yet. So yeah, that's that's the end of that experiment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nope, no more coupons. And if anything, I'm raising my prices soon.
1: Yeah, seriously, yeah, brutal. But I mean, you live and you learn. It's it's not the yeah. end of the world.
0: No, no, exactly, exactly. That's it. They Always willing to make do experiments. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, it just didn't
0: pan out this time. Yeah, but that's okay. We yeah. plenty of other new customers, so yeah, things are going well. Yeah. How about yourself? How was your week? Yeah,
1: week was good. I um, uh, was onboarding with my freelance clients. So that was cool. But mainly other than that, it was just doing developer interviews. Um, spoke to another five people this past week, and I really took what you said to heart about you know, having a couple key questions that I wanted to have answered. So, uh, so the, the questions right now that I'm, I'm trying to suss out are, do you feel like you understand how you're being evaluated or do you understand it? Um, and then trying to get clear, clear data points that, that indicate that, because a lot of people will say things like, oh, sure. I have one-on-ones with my boss every week. And I say, that's great. How did you feel right before you were going into your last performance evaluation?
0: Oh, that's a good one.
1: <laughs> and it's like, were you, were you positive that you knew what was going to happen? Or did you have like a little bit of apprehension? Because if you had apprehension, then the answer to that question is no, you, are, you don't know how you're being evaluated.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's funny because I feel like juniors actually give better answers to this question. Because they, they're like, no, I have no fucking idea how I'm being evaluated. And more senior people tend to delude themselves. where they're like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, how I'm being evaluated is good code fast. And it's like, okay, but you were apprehensive about going into your performance evaluation. Like, why did you feel that way? So it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, I'm getting interesting answers to this. But really what it all comes back to is communication is hard. Communication is just like super difficult. And some people are better at certain aspects than others. Some people are just terrible in general. It's, there's, a, there's a lot to like unpack there. Um, I'm still interested in the whiteboarding. Um, so I ask like, you know, how do you whiteboard with your colleagues now that you're remote? Did, did, you, did you do it before when you were at the office? Did you have whiteboards everywhere that you were using? Um, and how do you do it now? i've gotten a couple of interesting answers to this a lot of people just like have a notebook that they sketch in they snap a picture and then they post it into slack and that's enough i've heard of a couple people using a few different whiteboarding solutions um well they they don't even really say that they use it they say that they have access to it but they don't really talk about using it Mm -hmm. which is pretty interesting um yeah, I'm still getting, like, mixed messages around whiteboarding. I think it's something, like, I, you know, my gut tells me it's something that people would do if it were dead easy, um, but it's one of those things that it's, like, you better be pretty sure that people are going to use this before you build it, because a lot of people say that they like this, but mm, you, you might want to be very careful about who your first customers are. Right. Um, And then the last question that I'm really trying to figure out is, has your company adopted any new tools since going remote? Or have have they tried any experiments? Um, And now, I don't know if this this is a sign that the question is not good, but I'm asking, I try to say, like, you know, or have you run any experiments? Like you're having Zoom beers every month or you're, I don't know, um, uh, maybe you tried a new whiteboarding application that didn't work or something like that. Um, and maybe I need to not give them examples, but just kind of say, have you been trying anything new? Have you have you tried any new tools since going remote? Just kind of letting the silence speak for itself. Um, but, like, the answer to this has been overwhelmingly no. Really? <laughs> like, most companies, at least the developers I've been speaking to, nothing has changed um, mm. after going remote. Well, no, no new tools. There's a few processes that have changed. There's a few companies... Where they that all the developers will sit on Zoom all day, they'll turn their cameras off and uh and they'll just sit on Zoom and they'll unmute themselves and be like, Oh, hey, Matt, like I've got a question about how this works and okay. kind of create that water cooler conversation. Um,
0: but otherwise, no, no psych asset like what, what we call a psych Montreal. material, like
1: yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, so I. I need to keep digging. I mean, uh, this is one that um, I asked a variant of this question to the developers that I spoke to last week, um, or the week before I suppose. Uh, but now this is like really nailing down, like what are you doing that's different, or what has changed? And maybe it's a prompt, like I need to be asking people more, like have you been having drinks over Zoom? Have you been having lunch? Like what? What have you been doing? Um, but yeah, it's pretty surprising. Like,
0: yeah, I'm I'm really surprised. So.
1: And then uh, I also asked, I, I, met my, with, I met with my first like manager this week. Everyone I've been talking to is just like a regular dev. And I met with a manager and I was struggling a little bit with this one because I wanted to ask very similar questions. And we actually had two separate meetings, which thank God for that, because I realized I came up with a list of questions first and I came at him with them and I was like, oh, I'm not getting very good information from this. So I took some time. We had a few days before our next meeting. So I came up with better questions. And really what, what I came back with was, because well, what I asked him originally was, you know, how do you feel like your, cu- how do you, your customers, how do you feel like your engineers are doing now that you're full remote? Like, do they know how they're being evaluated? Do you, do you know how they're feeling? And I'm trying to drill down to tell me. Tell me, tell me a specific metric, because it's the same sort of thing. He's like, well, I mean, you know, I'm having one-on-ones with my people. It's like, okay, that's good. And now, in this particular case, it wasn't a huge team, and he took his personal relationships with his with his um, employees very seriously. So I could tell that he was very tight with them. Um, but he was really going off of gut in a lot of cases. And but I mean, you know, he he was doing a lot of things like watching people to make sure they're taking vacation, um, trying to get a rough idea of like okay, how's your output level? Are you participating in meetings the way you did before to try to make sure that, okay, you know, your kids are really bugging you. You could use it. To, you could use some time off or you're not able to focus. Like you need some time off and just trying to be in general kind to his employees, um, which I'm sure his is people appreciate very much. <laughs> but yeah, I was asking him things like, do you do employee engagement surveys? Like it's one thing to ask someone something, but do you do anonymous surveys where people will give you feedback without fear of reprisal or anything like that. And uh, he was doing them quarterly, which is cool. Um, I know when I, at previous jobs, I was doing them bi-weekly and sometimes weekly. Uh, It it was a lot. (laughs) I was was answering, it was like doing the census every week. It was was a lot sometimes. But I was also asking things like, how are your employees adapting to full remote? I don't think that's a great question. But it's, again, it's like trying to dig down into how are you measuring that? Um, And then what was uh, what was the process the last time you hired someone? So um, and that was a really interesting we went on a whole tangent about interviewing and the types of questions to ask and what does fit really mean? And then he was talking a lot more about like he was like, you know, this company is really great. And he was like, it sucks because we don't. You know, when you're if you're going to do side by sides with other companies, the main methods of comparison are salary, physical location, and uh, amount of vacation. And he's like, "There's so many intangibles that we get from working here, um, and it's really hard to put that on a list that someone can look at and value appropriately." And and he's just like, "Yeah, this is just a really difficult problem in general." So it's it's interesting because like you know, last week we harped about hiring and how fucked up it is in our industry and how broken it is and like it seems like there's a you know the general consensus is that it's pretty fucked up um, or you can treat it like a test and just game the system like you can just read cracking the coding interview and get really good at it and then maybe it makes you a better a better engineer but maybe it doesn't but it gets you jobs so who cares um, but yeah it's kind of interesting to think about how people get hired and it, maybe there's a way to help managers with that but yeah like kind of what I'm coming away from all of this with is I'm, I'm really a lot of it seems like the top, you know the top 10 problems top 10 top three problems that people are dealing with are communication in various forms of communication are really hard um there's a lot of things that we either delude ourselves into thinking we know like how we're being evaluated or we just straight up don't know and don't know how to ask and, and managers don't communicate it because they think it's it's already known so they don't say it um another thing that i dug up was people really enjoy recognition like like um developers like to do a lot of, well, like to, I mean, you know, the sprint demos are a thing that are a structure that we're familiar with. And people don't necessarily like doing sprint demos because you know that maybe if you're introverted, you're the center of attention and you don't really like that, or you find it very stressful. Um, But without doing that, it can be difficult to know that you're being seen within the organization. Um, And, you know, depending on what team you're in, uh, you know, if you're working on infra cost savings, you might save your company millions of dollars a year by through incremental improvements. But we don't often see emails sent around the organization saying, hey, Matt, Matt is saving us all this money. But when sales makes a sale, they're like, this is worth so much GMV. You know, oh, yeah. email to the whole company everybody needs to know. It's very interesting that we don't share the same kinds of wins. Um,
0: <laughs> right.
1: Um, other things yeah like being able to sell the intangibles of a company like i talked about during the during the interview process and that yeah i keep coming back to juniors because um man juniors need a lot of different kinds of help um it's hard to be a junior you need a lot of support if you're a junior and you're listening to this hold fast it, it'll get better so yeah that was kind of yeah, that was kind of my surveys for the week and what i've what i've learned and what i've discovered
0: oh that's good like, yeah those those were good questions
1: yeah you, you're you okay with them
0: yeah okay yeah and like like you said yeah some some of them in themselves are not good questions but they they lead to to good questions yeah like it's it's like it's just the the goal is just to get the ball rolling on a certain converse, certain subject yeah and then then after that you can ask the more precise questions of digging deeper and okay
1: I'm glad I'm I'm glad you agree, because yeah, I, I I part of me wants to come in with these like, super concrete questions that I can just get answered so I can be like in and out, but no, it's no, no. yeah, I feel like I'm leaving um, leaving money on the table or or something. I'm just not taking full advantage of the fact that somebody's speaking. No,
0: exactly. It has it has to feel like a conversation. Like it can't, it 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 should feel like like a survey or an interview. Where, yeah, where you have this question and then you know do you. Do you agree? Do you moderately agree? Do you, yeah. <laughs> are you neutral? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's not that kind of interview.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the goal is to have those questions in mind, which, which you're trying to get answers to. Mm-hmm. But then the conversation itself is whatever it takes to get to those questions yeah. and answers.
1: One of the things that I was finding... Um, often what, like when I was asking, um, developers, like, has your company tried any new tools since going remote? I kind of have to prompt them and be like, you know, for example, um, maybe you got a subscription to an e-learning company or, um, I, I don't know. Like I, am or like, for example, like I'll say like, Oh, like, are you whiteboarding now? How are you dealing with whiteboarding? Did you buy any software to facilitate that? And it helps oh. to kind of give them a prompt, um, because I was kind of getting blank stares back where they're kind of like, oh, I don't really know. And But I'm a little bit, uh, I'm paranoid that I'm feeding them information by prompting them. It'd be cool if they could just be like, oh yeah, absolutely, here's the information right now. But at the same time, I don't want to introduce bias. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sure. No,
0: I don't know. I think I think it's okay. Okay. Because yeah, because like when you, you said that question, like, if they tried any new experiments mm. at, at first, I wasn't sure what you meant by experiment. Yeah. That's, that's fair. So like the examples weird. were, the examples were good. Okay.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. It, it was a little bit vague. Uh,
0: so how did you branch out to talk to a manager? Like, did you know them?
1: No, I, uh, I, in all of the Facebook groups that I'm a part of, um, I just started throwing out, Hey, I'm just looking to talk to developers who have been working remotely. Um, I'd love to chat with you, whatever. And then I would, people would respond and I would just message them and say, Hey, would you like to meet up? And yeah. And this guy was like, I'm really interested in remote work. We went full remote. I'm interested to learn more. Like, let's catch up. So, okay. and I let him know like, Hey, I'll, sh- I've been speaking with lots of developers. I'll share everything that I've learned with you. And you know, maybe you have opinions on it too.
0: Wow. Cause yeah. Cause I, I mean, I personally think would be more interested in talking to managers than developers.
1: Yeah, at this point, I, I, I'm i a little torn just because managers are a little harder for me to to get to. Like I'm ju- just thinking about distribution. Like Getting in front of these managers, I find, is a little harder uh, just because I tend to know fewer of them. Um,
0: but, I mean, if you know developers, you can ask developers to refer their manager. Shit,
1: that's, that's pretty true, actually. <laughs> I hadn't really thought and, about and that. And that
0: manager, you could ask that manager if he can refer you to three other managers mm. at different companies mm.
1: yeah that's true and, and oh, frig yeah actually one of the questions i have at the end is always i always end with is there anything else you'd like to say and is there anyone else that you think i should talk to um, right and i totally didn't ask I, I realized that i had left out the is there anyone else that i should speak to uh for the last couple of interviews i need to add that make sure i'm asking that
0: uh, I, and I also like Michelle Hansen's question of, is there anything that you wish I would have asked?
1: Mm, yeah, I was hoping, uh, God, man, language is so important. I was just thinking like, oh, yeah, I, I asked that question. Like, is there anything else that you think I should know? It's like, <laughs> that's not the same thing. Is there anything you wish I'd have asked?
0: But no, that that, that sounds great. It sounds like you're, yeah, you're making progress. Yeah. And it's not it's not too late to email them and ask for those uh, mm. referrals.
1: That's true. Yeah, I send follow up emails to everybody to say hey, thanks a lot.
0: You know. Yeah, exactly.
1: So I could email them back and, and hit them
0: with that. Yeah.
1: So yeah, some patterns are emerging. I don't know yet that I have something that's like really really interesting, but oh man, it's so funny. I um, when I met with that manager, uh, you know, we finished our conversation. He was like, oh, so tell me more about your history, everything. So I mentioned my shred consulting. And right away, he's just like, oh, God, shred. Just like, just kill me. <laughs> and I laugh, I'm just laughing to myself like, yeah, I know. I know, man. I know this is a top three problem for so many people. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so now I'm spending a little more time, a little more energy this week, figuring out how to just get more people into the interview pipeline. Um, so I was actually introduced to a few... Um, Because there's platforms for this. I mean, you know, um, Founders Club is one, but there's a bunch of other ones, too, of just people who are looking to network, looking to chat with one another. So I've signed up for a few of them, um, and I'll hopefully get some matches this week and next, and that'll be a way of just getting more people in the pipeline. I I made, like, a, a post on Indie Hackers to see if I could find people, and... Part of me is wondering, like, do I need to be really clickbaity to like, get people to click on my stuff? Or I mean, because the problem is, like, I'd love to I'd love to exchange something. Like if somebody was, like, oh, I have burning coding questions. It's like, great. Get me in there and I'll and I'll help you with it. <laughs> but I don't. I, well, you know, I guess that's an assumption. I have an assumption that people don't have questions like that. But I'd love to be able to exchange something to be able to help people um, or in yeah. order to, to make an ask of them.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe like in a place like Indie Hackers, but uh, that manager—it sounds like he, he really wanted to talk to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was very interested to to talk.
0: Yeah, so uh, I mean, I think there's people out there that like they're proactively looking for new ideas to to improve remote work. Mm-hmm. I think they would. Yeah, you should be able to find them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to put some
1: thought into that because yeah, I just most of my most of my immediate network aren't managers like that. So figuring out how to get in touch with managers who, who take that very seriously is, I mean, ultimately, if I was going to build something, I guess that's an assumption too. But if I was going to build something that services people like this, I would need to figure out how can I get in front of you. That isn't might not necessarily be true because if they might not be making the buying decisions, it might be someone else. Um, but if you were going to do grassroots or something like that, getting in touch with a manager, like being able to get in front of these people is would be important for, to um, to get the word out.
0: Yeah, LinkedIn is probably a good place.
1: Mm, that's true. Put some thought in space.
0: <laughs> Speaking of LinkedIn, <laughs> I just discovered this great subreddit. <laughs> it's called LinkedIn Lunacy, I think. Or go on. Yeah, I, I <laughs> people just post this this like this stuff that they find on LinkedIn that just makes them nauseous or that uh. makes them roll their eyes, and it's this quite hilarious. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not active at all on LinkedIn. Mm. Like, but uh, it's just, it, yeah. I mean, you see it in all social networks, right? Just like virtue signaling or, uh, or humble brags or, <sighs> but on LinkedIn, it's, it's apparently, it's at a whole different level.
1: It's such a weird echo chamber. Yeah. It's like, how can I be as professional sounding as possible or, and then i don't know like yeah how can i how can i throw up a signal and get as many high fives from the people around me as possible
0: exactly but, so, but sorry that's a quite the tangent uh,
1: <laughs> we're all there unfortunately we're all there yeah so that that was that was pretty much it for my week uh this week is going to be more of the same just digging up i anticipate i'm going to have less uh interviews this week um, I just don't have as many in my pipeline. Um, so okay. I'm going to look for more platforms to meet up with people and um, finding a few more communities. Like maybe I'll try posting on Reddit, which scares the shit out of me, but whatever. Let's give it a go. Um, see if I can find some relevant subreddits. And um, yeah, maybe indie hackers or actually maybe it would be smart to hone my questions a little bit more for managers and maybe do some cold outreach on LinkedIn and just see if i can get yeah. some responses
0: or like uh the, your direct network like if you ask you know like yeah. on facebook or mm-hmm. somewhere where it's it's all people you've worked with before mm-hmm. just just ask them hey like i'm looking to talk to to software managers
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point
0: i mean i myself can think of quite a few that i could refer to you
1: oh <gasps> sick network
0: <laughs> <laughs> no no exactly like you know if you've worked in in software for years like mm. you easily two degrees of separation from hundreds of managers yeah it's a good point okay cool no this is good
1: and it's this, okay this, this is very positive i'm just realizing that i was limiting the scope of who i wanted to talk to kind of artificially i need to widen this and you're right i i know a lot more of these than i than i think i do and i need to be making more asks to the people that i'm speaking with i think that's something that i haven't been doing
0: yeah like if you Contact all developers you know and ask them, "Hey, do you think your manager would be interested talking about remote work with me? Like I'm, I'm yeah. doing some research." Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of just like I did that with the shred interviewing that I did. I did exactly the same thing, and yeah. it would be like, "Hey, I'm, you're you're connected to this person. I'd like to meet them." And they're like, "Yeah, no problem. I'll make the intro." And then three hours later, they haven't done it, so I'll follow up with them and be like, "Here is the message." that you just paste into an email and cc me at this address (laughs) and that works convincingly
0: well yeah exactly so cool because yeah because i I think that's the easiest way to get to get managers oh yeah you you already have a big network of developers and people you've worked with before working elsewhere now they they have access to new managers that you don't know
1: yeah totally
0: because yeah otherwise like like you said a subreddit or a, or indie hackers I mean indie hackers might not be a great place though mm-hmm. like how many people there are working f- for a manager
1: yeah it's a good question the The thing that I'm a little bit worried about with my own network is uh, the people who have the same pe- like pe- pedigree like that have the same who've worked at very similar places to me uh, because the places I've worked have all kind of been you know i didn't realize it until this week but looking back it's like oh yeah i've always worked in global teams so i've always been effectively semi-remote um and a lot of the people in my immediate network work for the same places so they are in the same position so it would be nice just to get like a diversity of feedback from from a few other places but I, again like you say like they're working at some other place now can i get an intro to this person
0: like yeah because i cuz i look at my i actually i went on linkedin last week because i was curious if anybody i know posts these kind of posts yep. that that i was laughing at uh, and yeah like uh, you know like i was i was a software engineer and architect for 15 years before i quit my job mm. so like i'd say maybe 70 80% of the people i worked for are working elsewhere now mm. so that's a, that's a that's a big network
1: Okay, this gives me ideas. I've got some time to sink to uh, to find new people, and this gives me new opportunities to outreach.
0: But uh, you could still talk to developers, right? Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: I'm going to talk to whoever the fuck will talk to me. Right, right, I, yeah. Uh,
0: I was I was just thinking myself like it seems like that manager had a lot more like, feedback that was yeah interesting, and he's and the manager is a lot closer to to this the budget the decision makers.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure.
0: Like who's going to buy your solution? Mm.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. Because ultimately, you could find the biggest pain in the world, but if the organization doesn't give a shit about that pain, then you'll never sell it.
0: Yeah. So, like your your audience is still the developers, <laughs> but you, you're talking to the managers to figure out what they're what they're willing to pay for mm. to then serve your developers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, your developer might be your they might be your customer, but ultimately, what's good for the developer you would hope is good for the good for the organization um, yeah because that's also one other thing that i've been i'm tr- so on my list right now i'm trying to talk to people at like famously remote companies so i'm trying to t- i don't know any- anyone who works for stripe but i'd love to talk to somebody who works for stripe i'm trying to find someone who talks to or who talks to you? uh who works at wordpress like yeah like people that were that are famous for working remote um right
0: and shopify is fully remote that's
1: true so uh, i have a couple friends that work at shopify so i've i've got them well at least i've got my friends there but i should ask for i should ask for referrals within the company to talk to more people and see others yeah
0: yeah and you can branch out different levels Mm -hmm. right if you know a senior developer you can ask do you know any juniors i could talk to Mm -hmm. i want to tweet at toby (laughs) toby (laughs) sure why not
1: (laughs) shot in the dark yeah 'cause I've been like <laughs> i I've been watching um a Chris Hurd guy on Twitter and you know if if something around remote work is where I end up finding a product that guy is just a fountain of content marketing ideas i've I've got so many ideas for marketing something like this oh yeah yeah uh, god i'm yeah I feel very inspired um watching what he puts out and the kinds of yeah yeah
0: oh, that's great yeah i mean i i don't i i love content marketing as a as a channel Mm. then i'm not very good at it (laughs) but i i love it because it also serves seo Mm. and it it can be evergreen so you
1: yeah well i just think about like you know I, i think that the stack overflow survey is one of the most interesting bits of like content marketing out there where they ask like what stack are you using what languages do you like? What languages do you hate? And then they like pull all of this together. I find that fascinating. So it's like, I'd love to do something very similar like that for developers who are working remotely and trying to tie some of these things together. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, I just like, that's so intro- not maybe it's viral, but I don't know. I look at something like that and think, Oh, that's, that's, that's something that I would gladly fill out in order to get access to the information. Um, yeah that seems super useful anyway that's just like one small thing you know
0: yeah yeah no that's a great idea
1: yeah it turns out this guy is just yeah he's a he's full of of interesting ideas so get ready get ready (laughs) that'll be my uh that'll be my foray into (laughs)
0: marketing speaking of content did you ever uh, publish that article
1: oh about SPACs yeah oh man I've been busy I should take some time I'm gonna finish I'll take some I'm gonna time box it and finish it today it makes no sense for me to hold on to it I've just been like wanting to practice writing on it um, right. but I just I've been busy with other stuff so I have I, I'm, I'm free I'm doing some freelancing tomorrow Wednesday I'll just time box it and finish it this afternoon fuck it <laughs> so everybody can hear about SPACs
0: <laughs> hashtag SPACs my favorite word
1: hashtag SPAC attack
0: <laughs>
1: yeah that's it for me yeah. Cool. Sweet. Right. See All right uh, I'll catch you next week. Yep. All right. See Be well. See you.